3: I'm Mike. And I'm Wendy. And we're here with professional weirdos. Yes, yes. Greg and Dana Newkirk. How are you guys doing in Cincinnati today? Uh, muggy. 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 But it's okay. That's Cincinnati. It's
1: still not winter.
0: No. I can't wait. So Our two okay. seasons.
1: So it's living up to its name of Cincinnati. It is
0: Cincinnati. (laughs) (laughs) That's apt. That's good.
1: (laughs) So actually Cincinnati is one of our favorite places for our band Sunspot to play.
3: Yeah, I definitely would agree. We've always had real nice times in Cincinnati, especially at the Southgate house is so much fun. Oh, we've got friends to play there quite often. Yeah.
4: There's a lot of good places in Cincinnati for bands to play. Tons and tons of venues and stuff, so.
1: And that venue is particularly special with its many, many stories of hauntings and whatnot.
0: You know, what's funny is everyone always asks us, you know, what are your favorite haunts in Cincinnati? But we are never going to haunted places in Cincinnati because we're always somewhere else. Yeah. So we know very little about where we live.
3: Well, to introduce you guys to our audience. So uh, we met Greg and Dana this year at the Haunted America Conference in, uh, lovely Alton, Illinois, in June, and uh, had a fun time enjoying their Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult. And once we saw all that awesome stuff, uh, we knew we had to get them on the podcast. Talk about that. Talk about their blog, which uh, we've linked to a thousand times, and uh, if you guys are into uh, interesting news you have read, and that's The Week in Weird, uh, so even if you haven't heard the names Greg and Dan and Newkirk before, believe me you have seen their work um so anyway they're located in Cincinnati, Ohio a place that we love to visit when we play we uh visited there on our little um our haunted trip down to south by southwest this year and even also interviewed the gatekeeper paranormal society who are the Bobby Mackey? Oh yeah, we know them. Music World. And we've talked to them and featured them in the past too. And so uh anyway We love the area. We love WKRP. And
1: (laughs) we loved your display at the Haunted America Convention. That was so much fun. Oh, Yeah, I have to say, of all the paranormal conventions I've attended so far, I think that was my favorite display of any of the ones I've seen thus far.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks for bringing it. And Mike and I shared with our audience before when we did our little recap, but both of us stared into the dark mirror
3: you're still okay
1: yeah yeah, yeah thankfully i mean i <laughs> think
3: i mean the problem is i stare into the dark mirror and i see happy things
0: that's you that's know that, the, happens. Yeah, that happens that happens we've seen it it's like oh <laughs> it's rare so that you know what that means that means you're actually a happy person
3: inside that's no it's but it's not true <laughs> <laughs> i'm tortured my friends
1: for our audience, maybe could you guys just describe your traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult?
3: Yeah, let's let's talk about the traveling museum first, because uh, if if you guys get a chance to go see it at a paranormal convention coming up, you're going to love it. So let's get a quick what's our elevator pitch on the traveling museum? The traveling museum of the paranormal and the
0: occult is the world's only mobile museum with real haunted objects that people can handle themselves. They can they can view them. They can test them if they want. We've got equipment. They can check them out. Uh, it's There's nothing else like it, and it's something that we do because uh, haunted objects are these things that not everyone ever has an opportunity to to see. They can go to haunted buildings and go on ghost tours, but they don't have a chance to interact with objects that may or may not have some strange attachment to them.
3: Okay, and I always think about... I don't know if you guys remember this TV show from the late '80s, but it was called Friday the Thirteenth, the series. I knew you were going there. Yeah, and <laughs> and so when I was growing up, I really like I really liked watching it. Uh, you know, it's Canadian, kind of cheap. Um, nothing against our friends to the north and stuff like that, but your TV is kind of cheap. Let's be real. <laughs> Dana's and, Canadian.
4: <laughs> I am. I I totally understand what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, and um. Well, it's like comparing Degrassi to Saved by the Bell. I mean, just, exactly. in, just in plastic surgery alone. So, <laughs> but the thing is, on Friday the 13th the series, the whole idea is that they sold cursed objects to people. And uh, then they had to go and collect these objects because the, basically the cursed objects were making people kill each other. You know, it, w- it would be, you'd make a deal with the devil and you'd get to be famous or something good would happen to you. And then the cursed object would demand human you'd have to kill people to make things happen and so you guys decided to go around and collect cursed objects like that like a walking talking friday the 13th
1: the series in real life
0: yeah argue yeah. with the devil's not working out so well, either.
1: <laughs> well i have to say you guys are very brave to take on such a thing because you know
4: I don't think brave is is the word a lot of people, yeah, <laughs> stupid is usually what people will say,
2: <laughs> no, you know the thing with
0: with haunted objects I mean, and I think that this is the thing with all things paranormal really is how you decide to look at it, and I think that a a lot of people are scared of this type of stuff because uh that's that's how they're interpreting it because it's weird, it's things that they're uh, that shouldn't be happening are happening and people react to that in in a a, frightened way that's just how you'd react but i think if you if you look at it like all of these things have some kind of a story that they're trying to tell or a message to send you can interpret it a little bit differently and it makes those bumps in the night a
3: little more uh a little easier to handle
1: (laughs) that's cool that's a I, i like that way of looking at it
3: yeah, where do you guys keep the stuff? Do you have like a containment unit, like the head and Ghostbusters? Like where, w- where would you put that?
4: <laughs> kind of, we uh, a majority. Well, it depends. A lot of the objects that we have that sort of would fall under the category of being "quote unquote" evil. We we have a giant chest that's been blessed by a priest that we, and that's where we keep them. And that's uh, where the problem, items do The, pro- go. the uh, exactly. <laughs> but there's not
0: many of those. There's not
3: many of those. So there's, you
4: have. A- an item that, I mean,
3: if an item is considered quote unquote evil or something like that. So you have the blessed chest. Yes. Yes. Um, and we could make a song just out of that uh, with, <laughs> a, with the rhymes we all just did. But what kind of priest uh, did the blessing? Like, does it, does the religion matter? If it's like an, an African idol, does then it not respond to a Catholic priest? No, or you're Or if it's Catholic, does it on. not yeah. respond to them?
0: You are on the money. Uh, we have a lot of objects that that respond to different religious iconography differently, okay. uh, and and I don't think that really what it all comes down to is most of the time it just depends on how much you believe that what you're doing is going to contain it, mm-hmm. and sometimes it takes somebody who's really good at focusing that kind of intention. So, like, when somebody has a haunted house, they they call a priest in. But some people who don't, you know, don't believe in Catholicism, they'll bring in a light worker.
4: Or a shaman.
0: Or a shaman. It
4: really, yeah. It really and they all depends.
0: work. It just, what matters is that you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's going to work. And so, you know, while there are things that respond differently to different religious uh, iconography or holy water or, you know, whatever Sage. kind of binding you put, yeah. um, most of the time it's just a matter of, of knowing it's working. The minute you doubt that, you're leaving some room for uh, for
3: it to to not work. And isn't that amazing? Because when I think about vampire movies, and in vampire movies, it's always if, oh, if you don't have faith, you know, if you don't believe, then like right. a cro- cross doesn't work against the vampire. You know, I just didn't realize what kind of important life lesson that was. <laughs>
0: Well, it all comes from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff, even in even in the, the craziest, most ridiculous legends, there are these seeds of truth.
3: And uh, so, OK, so That's the traveling true. the traveling museum is uh, something that we were pretty much amazed by. Where did you guys get the idea to start that?
1: And where did you get like, how did you find all those objects? Right. Did
3: you just did, did, do people just say like, hey, this this thing is evil. That's you
4: take it. That's pretty much exactly what it is. Everything that we have in the museum has been donated. So we have our pretty much our big rule is we will never buy anything that is quote unquote haunted or cursed.
0: Yeah. I I really do think that that plays a part in whether something is, is, is haunted or not. Mm -hmm. I think that, and this is something we've been preaching more and more because there's a lot of people selling so-called haunted objects online. Um, And I think that, you know, the act of, of exchanging items uh, for money is the oldest cleansing ritual in the book. I think that's the fastest way <laughs> right. to get something not haunted anymore. Okay. Uh, but a lot of the stuff is, you know, the idea for the museum came as a total accident. We were giving a lecture at Scarefest uh, several years ago about the time we did an experiment where we got a friend abducted by aliens, and it was completely unrelated to hauntings. Uh, they gave us a booth. We had nothing to sell or promote, really. Uh, so we said, you know, we've got all this stuff that we've collected. And some of this stuff has been from, you know, cases that we worked on years and years ago. Some of it's been stuff that, you know, family members who go, well, give the weird stuff to those weirdos uh, have given us. The professional ones. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this was when we were just amateur weirdos at that point. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Still before had to have the day jobs. Before you made the jump. <laughs> and... uh it was only like half a dozen things that we dug up and stuck out, and people loved it. And we thought, you know, this, there's something to this. We should, we should do this more because the, the thing we heard the most was we never get a chance to see this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and hold it, you know, because that's one of the big no-nos is don't ever hold these haunted objects because you'll have something follow you home or whatever. Um, and so we thought, let's break those rules, and let's do this, and let's take this around and let people interact with this stuff. And after like three years now, people just keep giving us stuff. At every event, they'll bring us more weird stuff or they'll send it to our post office box. We don't know what to do. We're running out
3: of room. <laughs> well, and, you know, you, you guys just glossed over something there real quick when you're like, oh, yeah, you know, the time we had our friend abducted by Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I, waiting for that. I, thank you. Thank and you. I, I want to get back to that. Uh
0: Oh, <laughs> um, well, there's only so also, much
3: we can say. Yeah. But also, I want to start a little bit from the beginning. To what got you guys interested this in the first place? To where the point? I mean, because it's a lot of things. Like Wendy and I, we know a lot of amateur weirdos. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. There's a lot of people <laughs> who you know who who dabble and play around and check it out, but there's not that many people who say, okay. Um, Let's go for it. This like, is my this career. Is... <laughs> I
1: choose to do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. And,
3: and you guys, you know, came together as partners to do this together, which is, I think, an incredible story. So I'm interested in seeing. okay, number one, where are you both from? I, and Dana's from our, our friends to the north, the great white north. And uh-huh. uh, But where are you both from? And what got you into this stuff in the first place? And then maybe how'd you meet? So what's the origin story behind Greg and Dana Newkirk? How long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's take... Let's, t- let's take the uh, condensed version. You got right. It. All right,
4: all right, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, we both started really just really with an absolute obsession with the paranormal. And, I mean, for me, it was my friends and I investigating the paranormal all the way back in, like, 1999, 2000. And we found this website that was a bunch <laughs> of teenage boys who were doing the exact same thing. So we we reached out to them and kind of started like a brother sister group, um, and they would share information with us about their investigations, and we would kind of do the same thing, and we would go back and forth.
3: Okay, okay. so where were you guys located? Like how far away? And uh, the meeting over the internet and everything is such a lovely start. So where where is everybody? <laughs> where is everybody located right now?
4: At this point, I was in Kitchener, Ontario, which is about forty minutes away from Toronto.
0: Okay. I was in uh, Troy, Pennsylvania, which is uh, like a half an hour, 40 minutes from Scranton, PA. Okay,
3: so now how far away are you guys from each other?
4: I think we probably were like five hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. Five
3: hours, so hundreds of miles away. Okay, (laughs) please. Different countries. Yes. Yes, so please continue. Uh, So I was one of those
0: teenage boys, and (laughs) me and my friends started ghost hunting because we'd actually we'd gone out into the cemetery by my house looking for vampires one night after watching too much Buffy the Vampire Sweet. Slayer. Sweet, as you do. <laughs> we had made stakes in uh, shop class and everything. <laughs> like, we were taking it seriously. Uh, but the real reason was we were terrifying our friend, Nick, uh, who was kind of like the dumb hot guy of the group. And he was the only one who didn't know we had people hiding in the cemetery.
1: Oh, cruel. Oh, man. And so we scared cruel.
0: the daylights out of him um and it was so much fun it was so great it's oh. such a good time we said let's let's go and not have someone hide let's just go out and scare ourselves and so we started going to cemeteries and abandoned houses and and when things started to happen without us having to make them happen <laughs> we said oh my god ghosts are real there's something to this okay and then that was it. We were, you know, we were in the school library looking at every single book with, you know, the topless witches in them. And, you know, just yeah,
4: to, the 70s witches.
0: Look, yeah. yeah looking at Everybody's hot. favorite 70s witches. Uh, yeah. I
4: think
0: I think that's that was a coming of age moment for lots of kids before. The <laughs> yeah.
3: Where, when you see like Satanic Brides of Dracula or whatever, for the first time, you're like, oh, I, I didn't know that. Uh, so what was the name of your group? Ghost Hunters Incorporated. Ghost awesome. Hunters Incorporated. Not
0: because we were incorporated, but because we were kids that thought it sounded cool.
3: <laughs> right? <was> GHI. <laughs> so and, uh, and where were you? Uh, so where was your website? Did you have like a .dot com? Was it on GeoCities oh, or something it was like GeoCities?
1: Geocities. Oh yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, we both had
0: GeoCities accounts, and then and then the 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 story takes a surprising turn when Dana and her friends get a TV show in Canada.
1: Whoa. That's a big
4: step. That was way back in the day. Well, it's Canadian TV. Again, Canadian television, so you can imagine what it was like. (laughs) Well, it's still awesome. That was back in 2003. So
1: was it was it like Wayne and Garth or what? (laughs) Yeah.
2: It was
4: (laughs) pretty close to that.
2: No, it was legit.
1: It was actually I'm making fun, but it was you know, it was
0: actually it was the first paranormal show in Canada, and it was one of the first, it was it came out right at the same time Ghost Hunters did in the US. That's amazing. Wow. And so it was it was actually what, a
4: really big deal. What was the name of the show? The show was called, unfortunately... Was ghost called, Hosers. <laughs> that would have been so much better. Oh gosh, it was called <laughs> <laughs> The Girly Ghost Hunters because it was myself and my female friends. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we basically it's it was basically just ghost hunters with girls we basically were we drove around uh ontario and got to investigate some of the coolest haunted places and uh we got one season it was really fun that sounds super fun yeah, yeah. We, and we
3: gotta put this in the show to watch we it need, now <laughs> we need to embed it you guys is it on youtube where where can people find the girly ghost hunters it, it, it was on
4: Hulu. It used to be on Hulu,
0: but I think ah! it got it got bought by somebody, and now it's being screened. I only think the only place it's showing is on German TV. Oh, so you'll,
4: it's me with German subtitles. We have to go to Germany There's, to see it,
2: right? I love the girly ghost hunters. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my favorite program. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, that's so, great.
3: And, yes. But, so, when did you guys meet and get together? Actually, was so. You have the Ghost Hunters Incorporated, who are investigating the wilds of Pennsylvania, and then you've got the girly Ghost Hunters, who are taking it to the streets of Ontario. When did the Great Connection happen, and how did you end up in Cincinnati?
0: We hated each other, actually. Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> that is isn't how it works. It's like a Tom Hanks movie. Classic. Yes. No,
0: we, me and my friends were dumb, angry teenage boys who were like, they stole our shtick and they got a TV show out of it. <laughs> and so we, uh, we, we started to recreate their website and uh, we basically like SEO bombed it. We recreated their website, but changed all their quotes to make them sound dumb. And then we uh, replaced all their pictures with us in drag. And so we became the top search (laughs) result.
4: So much effort.
0: And uh, I think the last thing, the last conversation Dana and I had was on AOL Instant Messenger. It was an
4: argument over, no, it was Yahoo Instant Messenger. Oh, it was Yahoo? That's right. (laughs) And and my
0: friends were sitting behind me. And the last words I said to Dana was I said, whatever, you hairy slut.
1: And then oh, that was like, yes. my goodness. Like a, just like a young boy. It's yeah. very intense. <laughs> and so,
4: yeah, we didn't speak for like five years after that. Okay, so
3: what year, what year is this taking place here?
4: <laughs> that happened in and Had to be 2003.
3: Or yes. 2002, so, 2002, maybe.
4: Okay. It was probably to even 2002. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. So
3: you still got some of that turn of the millennium angst going on. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. So you get angry. You fight a little bit and you, you guys, it sounds like, you know how when like kindergartners chase each other around or something like that, yes. like the guys make fun of the girls. They're like, yeah, you're stupid. You're ugly. Blah, blah, blah. And they secretly love them. <laughs> That's- that is exactly it. <laughs> Dana but see,
0: see ours was a forbidden love Dana was a few years older than me at the time Ooh. and, and uh, well yeah. I said at the time as if that's changed she's still a few years older than me
3: <laughs> you haven't caught up to her huh haven't well caught up it depends because the cursed objects can stop aging can't that's they that's true I mean you might you might, have, think. To, you might have to bathe in the, the blood of a few virgins but what's a few virgins they weren't <laughs> using it anyway they're hard to find these days <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All these kids! Wow,
4: <laughs> so, spoken like a true old man. I know, right? Oh, it's oh, terrible.
0: Goodness. Do they do they speed up aging?
4: Well, Canadians <laughs> age slower than everyone. That's else. true. We it's the, it the cold. Them.
3: It's like being they in do. a
0: refrigerator. It's,
3: it's it's the cold and it's the healthcare because they get taken <laughs> care of at a younger age. <laughs> exactly. That's
2: true.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I felt bad. I felt bad. Five years, later, five years bad. later, I felt bad. I kind of I was a real jerk. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I was yeah. a huge jerk.
3: No, well, you you, you called your uh, future partner a hairy slut.
0: Oh, uh, that was <laughs> and that was the tip of the iceberg. I was so, a, I was a mean kid. <laughs> um, I feel like
4: I need to get a t shirt that says that on it. <laughs> oh my
0: my, so I I felt bad. I went on a, a quest of apology, and uh, I was apologizing to a lot of people that I'd wronged before I was moving out to Seattle. So that and was your fourth step. That was it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and so. I rented a car. Uh, well, I tried to contact Dana a ton and I could never get a response. I don't know if she was ignoring my emails or what, but I, I finally got to the point where I said, I, I got to do what I got to do. So I rented a car. I drove to Canada, uh, printed out pictures of her and her friends, uh, went to the town. I knew that they'd lived in five years before and then just started walking around and saying, do you do you know who these people are? Do you know where I can get in touch with these people? What, like the Terminator? Yeah, that's Dude. like, that's an old-fashioned manhunt <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, look
3: at this. Second, look at this guy. your FBI dumb. Oh,
0: it was creepy. I realize how <laughs> creepy it was now. Uh, I slept in the car that night. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, but within 45 minutes, I had a lead. And I ended up actually finding one of them at work. And the look on her face was like, oh my God, he's here to kill me. and. And uh, she called Dana right away, and we actually went on a ghost hunt that night. Mm-hmm. And she still made me drop her off, you know, like half a block from where she actually lived.
4: I didn't want to get murdered, sure.
1: at a girl. I didn't want
4: you to know where I <laughs> live. Five hundred, mi- you, you don't come
3: five hundred miles. I mean, just yeah. the
1: <laughs> right. Have you seen this ghost hunter? <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. Pretty much.
1: And now we're married. And now we're married. <laughs> Yay! Wow, that's got to be one of the best stories I've ever heard about meeting and <laughs> yeah, and reuniting. And uh, it's amazing that you met on the internet, such a modern way of meeting, and then like to actually for you to actually find data, you had to do like the total old-fashioned, like low-tech method.
3: <laughs> right, like so. walking through town. That's
1: that's pretty. So cool. that's pretty good. So how did
3: you find your way down to Cincinnati then? from uh was it just like hey it's you know it sounds like a great place to be or what made you
4: (laughs) we were actually hired um to utilize our professional weirdo-ness uh by a company here uh named road trippers and they needed some travel writers they needed some people to build their content um and we were the perfect people for it so we basically we moved to cincinnati and uh worked with them to create their content and kind of steer it in like a weird, fun, offbeat kind of direction.
0: We'd started a, an online magazine years ago. And I mean, we'd, we'd bounced around all over. We'd lived in Seattle and Chicago. And at the time, we were living in uh, Kitchener. And uh, I was actually going through my my immigration because I was supposed to become a, a Canadian. Okay. And we got this uh, email from, from Road Trippers who had just started their company. And they were looking to have, you know... They were looking to have a real strong footing in, in offbeat travel. And they'd seen our website and they invited us to come down and gave us jobs. And we wrote about weird stuff constantly. And that's how we came to Cincinnati.
3: What a great job. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty. And I think when I, uh, people often say, like, oh man, I really want to be a ghost hunter. Or like, I, I watch TV and I want to be one of those professional ghost hunters. Like, what do you, what would you do? What would you recommend? And all, the first thing I always say is, well, can you write?
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: exactly. Because if if you can't, I mean, start writing and practice because that's the only way anybody's ever going to give you a buck for this.
0: Well, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's, it's really, really hard to make any money being, you know, a quote unquote professional weirdo. <laughs>
3: right. And Just Van Helsing. Like you walk around, are you going to get hired to stake vampires? <laughs> and even then, it's like, you know, people
0: think that if you're on TV, you're making a ton of money. And that's really not the case. You know, these nice. guys make money by doing lots of events and things like that. Uh, so it's it's not uh, the, the benefits to being a professional weirdo <laughs> are, are not that great.
1: <laughs> kind of like being a musician.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly
1: yes, <laughs>
0: exactly. But you do it because you love it. Yeah. And you're passionate right. about it. And you like to you like to tell stories. Right. And that's that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And connecting
3: with people.
1: And that, that's something that you guys are really good at, which it was very obvious right away at the, the convention because um, you're just so nice to talk to everybody. <laughs> Friendly and nice. We like it.
4: We yeah. love it.
0: Yeah. It's like and you said, it's connecting with people. Exactly.
4: And I mean, yeah. part of the cool thing about what we do is that we get to collect other people's stories because right. they come to us and tell us all about the stuff that they've experienced. So it's really like, it's kind of great on many different layers for us because we can tell them our creepy stories and then collect theirs. That is fun. <laughs> okay. So you guys,
3: uh, what was your original magazine called your weird was it the week and weird was that the first thing you started or did that develop over time
0: it's it's the same well we really only changed the name um we changed <laughs> the name in a lot of the content like i said I, I was kind of a jerk when i was younger and it was a very skeptical leaning <laughs> magazine to b- believe it or not uh but it was the title was who forted as in, yes. <laughs> oh yeah no I don't Charles know. Fort. <laughs> Of yeah, no one got it, right? <laughs> Nobody got the charge. Nobody got the charge.
3: That's brilliant. Right, no, it's funny. No, I remember who forwarded it. I didn't know that you were part of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That's the first we we incarnation. Yeah. It's it, I'm I'm really not I'm not proud of how uh, <laughs> angrily skeptic I was oh, come uh, on. during that time period. Uh if we
3: all have to make if we all have to sit here and apologize for what happened right. in our twenties today, we're gonna be here all No, no, no. That's let's, let's not right. go it's, there. That's true. I, Cause I gotta, I'll go down my list and then (laughs) the show will be over. Yeah. So we changed the name uh, several
0: years ago and you know, it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't fun. We started to look at the kind of, people we were attracting the kind of crowd we were attracting and it was like i don't want to be part of people who are sucking the fun Mm -hmm. and and mystery out of the world and yeah i think at
4: that point too it wasn't really reflecting (laughs) our actual beliefs yeah like the paranormal we
0: had we've had crazy things happen in our lives and we've seen lots of weird stuff so it it was really just coming out of a place of frustration i think but
3: when you say you've seen some crazy things What was the one experience that you think both of you had, maybe not together, but just individually, that turned you from somebody who goes, Oh, this stuff is great, or a little kid who thinks, Well, I think ghosts would be great, but I don't know, into someone who goes, Yeah, yeah, I seen them. They're real. Like, did you have, was there like a singular experience that happened to you?
4: I, I, we've definitely had experiences together, but I can think for my own personal experiences, the one that sticks out in my mind as being really the thing that changed the way that I looked at the paranormal was something that happened in a place called the Hermitage in Ancaster, Ontario. And it's sort of the abandoned ruins of this old mansion. And it has a lot of stories associated with it. And sort of a lot of some of them are true and some of them are exaggerations. So my friends and I were investigating the Hermitage. And in order to get there, you kind of have to hike for a mile into the middle of the woods. It's the ideal like creepy location. And so we were all together investigating and we a group of us watched a uh, like seven and a half, eight foot tall shadow being walk out of the woods. Um, the best way I can describe it Ooh. is that it, it was like television static kind of contained in the outline of like a human. But it was a human with really long arms, really long fingers. And it kind of started to approach us. And obviously we were completely freaking out at this point. And at the then we realized not only is there one that's approaching us from the front, there are two more from either side of us, sort of like flanking us
1: oh, man. and
4: it was like legitimately the most like terrifying and kind of like exhilarating experience I've ever had before and And we obviously turned around and ran out and um after that kind of were obsessed with seeing if other people had had similar experiences, and tons and tons of people have had these experiences with these shadow beings that live in the woods around uh, around this hermitage. Um some people think that you know they call them shadow beings or they think that they're some people even believe that they're greys or they're possibly connection to Bigfoot. Uh, I
3: believe that they're gin.
4: Or they're or they're gin. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> some a lot of people believe that. I believe I
0: believe the correct way to say that is the gin.
4: They
3: they're the gin. Dijin.
4: Like, like from Chicago.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's i mean that's awesome so you had that that shadow being experienced and i love the description yeah as static that as gave it's me like goosebumps looking at the too. television static
4: yeah it was and- so strange it was i mean i couldn't my my rational brain was looking for every possible explanation and i just couldn't i could not find one because i was literally just standing there staring at it it was it was an incredible experience and from that point that was where i was like all right you know, this is absolutely 100% real. I had experienced things before that, but nothing that amazing. So it was definitely uh, the the really big experience for me. Anyway. And, and you were with other people. Too. Oh, yeah. There was a group of us. There's a group of probably about, I'd say, about seven or eight people. Uh, and uh, we all saw the same thing. So it wasn't just me experiencing it and kind of going back to the group and being like, I saw this thing. It was like seven or eight of us standing there looking at the same thing and all having the same experience. Wow.
3: That's what, that's when I get excited about a story when yeah. it's just, when it's a, because, yeah. like, Hey, even if it's a shared hallucination, it's still a that's shared still, hallucination. Exactly, man. That's something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So Greg, uh, what happened to you that, uh, turned you into a believer? Um,
0: I mean, I always wanted to believe and I'd seen, you know, my friends had had weird experiences and I'd seen strange things. But it wasn't until we went to uh, there's a place where I'm from that we always referred to as the Church of the Damned uh, because it always had these legends behind it. We'd only ever investigated it. uh, The first time we'd investigated it was for this little documentary that we were making with a a group of uh, filmmakers from from Seattle and it was our last ditch place because it was, uh, we didn't know if we could get in trouble for being there, that kind
3: of thing. Now, what age are you when you're doing this?
0: Uh, at this point, I was 17.
3: Okay, so you're 17 years old and you knew a group of filmmakers from Seattle coming to make a documentary? I mean, when <laughs> I was 17, I was barely driving.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... It... I'm choosing my words carefully. <laughs> um it was, I'm still barely driving a actually. very independent documentary. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: That's a nice way of putting it.
0: Um, and, and, and you know I think very fondly of it. I do think very fondly of it, but every, we were all like, we were, you know, we were, weren't, uh, we were still amateur weirdos at this point. Okay. And, uh, it was still a, a very independent documentary, but what ended up happening was the very last night, the, the place we were supposed to go to, um, we were snowed out. There was no way to get up this, this hill. We used to drive this, big, uh, this oh. big panel van. And we had bolted our own seats into it and everything. <laughs> and that's, that was like our Scooby mobile. And the mystery, the mystery machine. machine. Yeah, right. And uh, it couldn't make it up the mountain. So and that, it's like to... The
1: Shining. You're trapped. <laughs> no, we, yeah. We, could, we couldn't go.
0: We were supposed to. In the church of the damn. <laughs> so we picked this place on a last-ditch effort. And uh, we're walking around this little church. It's, it's, uh, it's abandoned. Uh, it's big, one big room. There's a spiral staircase that goes to a pulpit. And then there's a, a second floor that looks over the pulpit. Uh, it's not terribly big. And, and we're exploring this place. And all of a sudden, we see this thick green mist start to form
3: in the pulpit. And Now it, now it does sound like Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine.
0: I know, right? The time travel it, fog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. We could not believe what we were seeing because, wow. again, we've been investigating for four or five years through high school at this point. And, you know, there were a lot of weird things, but it was always the kind of stuff that we could we could write off as rational if we wanted to. This was totally different. We didn't know what this was. And. We start talking to it and it starts to come down the one side of the spiral staircase
3: And it's getting closer and closer. So, how big is this green fog? So, so it's set it it up. You're in the room. You see a green fog. Is it glowing a little
1: bit? Is there light there? I was wondering. Is it glowing, Uh, or were you pointing light at it to see it?
0: We were having to point light at it to see it, and it was it was like off off green, like a dark dark Mm. green, and it looked like it looked like a low hanging fog uh, that you would see outside. Uh, it, was, it was just this strange, wispy strand of fog, and it was only uh, maybe six
3: feet tall. And this is in the middle of the winter inside an abandoned church.
0: Exactly. And there was no <laughs> fog anywhere else in that church. And it starts to come down these stairs. And we are going, "What are we actually seeing this? We're looking at each other to go, are we seeing this? We're looking at the, at the <sighs> director to go, you're getting this? And... All of a sudden, the director grabs his throat, drops his expensive camera on the ground, just just smashes it on the ground, falls down to his knees, and starts to heave. We had to drag him out of the church. And when we're outside, you can see these handprints on his neck where something was squeezing his throat closed. Oh, okay.
1: That's terrifying. Oh,
0: man. He said it felt like someone was choking him and... We we did we stopped ghost hunting for six months after that.
1: Yeah, that's goosebumps right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wow, so, that's so incredible. Was there anything
3: left on the camera? Now I assume this is digital.
0: Oh yeah, this this was, th- this was digital. It was on a mini DV tape. So so it was a it was like a digital recording on still on analog tape. Um, the documentary. I mean, it was released. It's out there. You can see this footage. It's called uh, the day
3: I got choked by the green mist. <laughs> it's actually called ghost hunters
0: incorporated presents the graveyard shift
1: awesome Hey, all right there (laughs) you go that's on youtube
0: uh there's parts of it on youtube i don't think the whole thing it's it's crazy the craziest thing
3: is how about uh, the part where the guy almost gets killed by a green fog it's it's out there
0: it's out there you can you can find it i think it's on daily motion okay sorry Um, what was
3: that daily motion okay we got to check that out yes we will (laughs) super low res and anything yeah. that we can find, we'll embed in the show notes. That you, If you guys are listening, you can go to othersidepodcast.com slash 111. 111. And then we'll be putting uh, some of the stuff we're talking about here. And any cool footage we can find that Greg and Dana talk about, we're going to hunt down those girly ghost hunters. <laughs> and uh, get it there on othersidepodcast.com slash <laughs> 111. So that's that's pretty awesome. So that moment, I mean, he, ca- he got it. That must have been like a... A kind of experience where everybody kind of just has to collect afterwards, talk about it, uh, clean their undies.
0: Oh, yeah. We didn't ghost hunt for, for six months. Yeah, it was. And, and when we went back, this, as an addition to the story, well, <gasps> yeah, well, it, happened, it happened as these things happen. We were course. going to our favorite late night diner. We, we were hanging out. It was like one in the morning. We're at this diner and we start talking about this event. And we say, You think that really happened the way we remember it? And somebody else is like, you know, that was the last night of shooting. He needed a climax. He probably did it himself. Right. And so we were all in agreement that we had been put on. And and so we went back to the church that night. We we worked ourselves up and said, this is it. We're going to go and see if this place is actually haunted like we remember it. A book. We watched a book levitate and fly right past us. I realize how insane it sounds, but it, I mean, it, it flew right past my head. I could feel the wind from this thing flying past my head.
1: And the guy yeah. wasn't there. The, the guy oh. that.
0: Oh, of course not. We didn't even okay. have any equipment <laughs> with us. I just right. want to make
1: sure that, you know. You it didn't bring a, a camera. A, no, of, course, of
0: course not. No, <laughs>
1: course no that's, that's, that's 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 I mean, wow. To experience that and. But
0: that was enough. That was it. That was actually what made me go, okay. there's something really going on that that is worth staying interested in this. Uh, That was the turning point. It wasn't really when he got choked because I didn't I didn't fully believe it. Um, But when that thing happened with the book, it was so, so strange. I've never come up with an explanation. I've always did Mm. it. Did it fall? Did it? No, this thing came right off of the pulpit itself and went whoosh right past my head. That's I mean, amazing. I was, I was laughing as I was running away, like everybody's screaming and running away through the, they bust out the doors. Like kids are are flipping over gravestones as they hit them of full course. speed. <laughs> there's a flying, there's, fly, there's a flying book. And I'm laughing. People thought I had something to do with it because it was, it was so strange. And I was like, it was such this this weird moment where I was terrified. But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, I wasn't making this up. This
1: is real. That's great. That's the, see, I, I'm, I'm waiting. I haven't had my. My experience yet. <laughs> yeah. I want to believe really bad and I want to, you yeah. know, I, there's tons of things that I have questions about and that I have doubts and, but I'm, I've not had that extreme for either of you. You know, you both had very, I would say on the intense scale, <laughs> very yeah, that's high a, intensity experience. There's a couple of come to Jesus moments. So, right, and and you know, I, right. I'd like to have, cause I think I would feel the same way too when you said you were laughing, and it's almost like, yes, I want to see something like that. I want to see something that's just utterly unexplainable to the that point where you're convinced it's something else.
3: <laughs> that was the turning point. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good. So you guys that's both awesome. have fairly, uh, you know, fairly exciting believer stories. I Those like that. Great stories, and you know. Uh, what I'm wondering though, because we a lot of these things are more spiritual, kind of. I mean, or ghost related. But how did your friend get abducted by aliens? I think. Oh, and you kind said it was an experiment
1: I... too. It was. Yes. Yeah. Did you put him, him in a out- field <laughs> with a beacon? Right.
3: What'd you do? You put him like in a crop circle with, uh, you know, with like a little sign that says "ready, ready to be examined" or whatever.
0: Uh, kind of. It was. It was. It, there was. There was an element of that to it. There was an element of. Uh, there's only so much I can go into so far um, because we want we will release everything, how we did it, uh, the footage of it, everything oh, cool. so that people can see this. Uh, I don't recommend they try it, but actually, because it, it did not end very well. But uh,
1: oh, man, now we're dying uh, to know this is right. Good teaser.
0: I, it worked. It worked. I, I mean, what I can tell you is we went out with the intention. One of the things that Dane and I started doing maybe four years ago was. Uh, we we wanted to look at paranormal investigation a little bit differently, and one of the things that we've come to find is that you know the paranormal it's more than just ghosts it's you know Bigfoot it's UFOs it's all of these things that that are outside of, of the norm and yes it is to truly investigate these things I think that you need to uh, leave yourself up to the experience uh, you know the paranormal is is something you have to experience in order to understand it. And so we set off to try and do all these experiments where we were uh, leaving ourselves open to experiences, no matter how insane or crazy they might sound. And one of them was, can we get abducted by aliens? And we went about this by specifically putting ourselves in situations where other people have gotten abducted and by trying to replicate steps that they've taken uh, and before
3: they were abducted. So did you uh did you go on like a logging expedition like Travis Walton or <laughs> we we kind of kind of <laughs> did uh
0: oh god I want to tell you more it's but all right I can't we yet.
3: can we can we can save it for uh when the story comes out
1: and when okay. it does you please let us know because I'm sure now our listeners are gonna want to know we will well. we I absolutely. mean we yeah. Yeah. we
3: want to shout it from yes. the rooftops.
0: Um, <laughs>
3: But and I mean, that's, that's the big thing that a lot of people talk about, you know, even some of our, our Patreon subscribers have mentioned that the hard thing about paranormal stuff is the repeatability of it. Right. So when you're, you know, and it, it seems to me that there are certain aspects, and we discussed this with uh, Dr. Nancy Zingroni about in our parapsychology episode and the, and the real scientific stuff is that there are certain things that you can repeat and, and as far as beating chance um right and statistically when it comes to some remote viewing or people trying to connect messages to each other kind of thing just when they go into a certain kind of um the gansfeld the whole field where they the ping pong balls and the eyes and the red light and the white noise and everything and doing that you can statistically beat chance that science has found that over and over again right whether we can use that for anything important or something like that is something different but it's that repeatability like you know how many times have you guys gone on ghost hunting and not seen a single thing? Oh, tons! Yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. That's, that's the, the curse. majority. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not, that's not. That's why when something happens on the TV show every week, you're like, "Wow, you guys are the you like ghost magnets." <laughs> right. There's there's repeatability happening, but it's not what not what kind we want. It's right. <laughs> it's it's, it, it's repeat. Right. But and and on TV, it's the repeatability of the editing manufactured right. repeatability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: right. I I think that. The paranormal, it's very subjective. We don't understand how to get that repeatability. And that's why, you know, I, one of the biggest arguments that skeptics say is they say, uh, you know, people who are going ghost hunting or people who are doing this or that, they're not doing real science. And, and And paranormal investigators, they take offense to that, and they shouldn't. Instead, they should realize that we're not doing science. We're collecting data. We're in the intelligence business, not the lab science business. We're collecting data sets that will show correlations between specific things that we can then take to a lab. And someone who is a scientist can use that. So it's we're just trying to subject ourselves to the paranormal because it is subjective. And that, I think, is how people are going to start getting results is by realizing our experiences are going to be different but that doesn't make them any less valid.
3: Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a perfect way to put it. And Very I love true. the idea that um absolutely it's not laboratory science when you're out in the field. No matter even how you try to control the variables and everything. There's no mm-hmm. way. There I mean right, chaos theory alone there's a million different things that can be different like your night with the green fog, you know, or right. I mean there's a million things that it could be. Like the director could have seen the green fog and been like screw it, I'm going to make it look like I'm you know, like absolutely. I'm getting strangled. And So there's a, there's a thousand things that just can't be controlled for. And I think that's a great way of putting it that you're out there collecting data so that sometime later, somebody can go in and try to repeat it or try to understand it and everything. But until we get there, um, try to have experiences and learn from it is probably the best we can do. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then, and then show, you know, in, in these hundreds of stories, people who do this specific thing seem to have more experiences. Mm -hmm. That's going to help later. But it's just a matter of recording that,
3: Yeah. right? I I found that heavy amounts of LSD seem to happen. Like start (laughs) having like crazy. I don't know what it is.
0: (laughs) Kind of like that, yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So the traveling paranormal museum is going on. When is your next stop? What's the next place you? You guys have been off the road for a little while. We've had a nice solid month break.
2: Yes.
0: Next, grow grow a big beard. We (laughs) are excellent. (laughs) Um, a haunted beard. The next place we're at, <laughs> yeah, it's a haunted beard. I'm going to shave Ooh. it, and I'm going to put it in a little container and oh, show yes. it to people. We,
4: yeah, we'll put that in the museum. The haunted yeah, beard haunted
1: would make a good movie. sci-fi story, though. <laughs> it would,
4: it would be great.
0: The next place that we're going to be with the museum is we're going to be on Mackinac Island uh, on the 14th through the 17th yes. with uh, Strange Escapes.
1: Cool. That's the next one. Yeah. Well, that sounds so like Strange fun. Escapes fun.
0: That's Amy Bruni's uh, like she does kind of like a, a boutique travel uh, packages for people that are into weird stuff. Oh, and cool. Weird stuff and
3: wine is kind of the big thing.
1: These so. are a few of my favorite things. Right. I was <laughs>
3: going to say that sounds like fun. And if you're up there, you're going to get some fudge, too. Absolutely. Oh, yes. That's good. true.
4: Well, we'll we all always laugh every time we go because we have to literally bring all of our haunted stuff across on a boat and then... The oh, the looks, the them. looks. Right, on there's people's no cars faces. up there. No, no. Pe- people are like, okay, so now we're stranded on an island <laughs> with of haunted objects. Objects. Yeah.
3: Yes. Oh, and, and, and so for you guys uh, out there, uh, Mackinac Island is off, it's in Lake Michigan. Is it in Lake Michigan or is it on the other side? No, I, I don't know which side it is.
1: I think it's Michigan. But it's, def-
3: it's definitely off the coast of Michigan because when I've been there, it was on a trip to Michigan.
4: Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah, yeah.
3: And there's no uh, bridges to it or no, anything. Right. You got to take the ferry. And there's, there's no, no
0: cars, cars, only horses, horse-drawn and carriages. And bicycles. And bicycles.
4: So, and the entire island is oh, it's absolutely so haunted. haunted.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, so haunted. There, there's a crazy hotel that's haunted there, right? Yeah. I, I, I visited that. We visited the cemetery. This was before I was even really into it. I was like 13. I was like, yeah. well, let's walk through the cemetery. We're in a place that looks haunted. Might as well pretend it is. Mm-hmm. There's a fort there. Yeah. Um, Mission I mean, people Point, see, I
4: think, is a resort. Yep.
3: People see ghosts all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And, we had an amazing it's a big, experience. It's a big Native American burial ground.
4: yeah. yeah. It was there like where go. they
0: would bury their, their, their chiefs and stuff. They would specifically take them to this island and bury
3: them there. And so, of course, let's build a resort over top. <laughs>
1: yeah, that great idea. Great. That's
3: not, it worked great in Poltergeist. Right. Okay, so you guys are being there. you bring the Travel Museum there in October. Uh, where are some other places people can see you? Or where can they find you uh, if they're looking to see if you're coming into their area? Where's a good place to find the Paranormal Museum?
0: Uh, if people want to figure out where we're going to be, or they want to see what more about what the museum's about, they can go to para.museum.com, and it's got lists of every place. We're going to be traveling with the museum. It's got uh, things about each one of the items. There's even a 24 seven live webcam where we have different item on every week. And there's like a K two meter there and you oh, can cool. sit and, you know, uh, we do live events where we'll do live EVP sessions and people can submit questions while they watch and,
3: We do that uh, a few times a week, too. So make sure to check out paramuseum.com. And, you know, we could probably have an episode where we just talk about the different haunted stuff from the museum. Like, we haven't even, like, (laughs) the episode's almost over, and we haven't even gotten to some of that stuff. So I want to thank you guys very much for joining us today. Thank you. And we're looking forward to seeing you at a paranormal convention very soon. And also, if you guys want to read anything uh, written by Greg and Dana, it's all pretty much brilliant. And you can find that at weekandweird.com That's right? That's right. Thank you so we- guys so
4: much. Yes, thank we- you. Week-
3: thank weekandweird.com you. is the place you go. Uh, follow them, Weird HQ on Twitter. And we're going to have all those links in our show notes at OthersidePodcast.com slash 111. Greg and Dana, stay weird.
0: We'll do our best. <laughs> <might>. You too.
3: <laughs>
0: Thanks,
4: guys. Thank you.
1: Well, Greg and Dana sure did have a lot of interesting stories, and some of them very scary. But we especially enjoyed how Greg shared with us the story about going to Canada, finding Dana and apologizing for the rude things that he said when they were younger. And he referred to it as his quest of apology. So this week's song is about just that. Someone actually taking a trip, going somewhere on a special tour just to say I'm sorry. The song is called Apology Tour.
2: my unders in a bunch I had the kind of face that people love to punch I said my piece and I said it mean I was spitting fire and gasoline I'm not surprised shot I probably deserve more I deserve all that you got I used to think I was hardcore but definitely not I was at war with the world but I didn't know squat I thought the world owed me a place an entitled little punk Napoleon case I'm not too proud of where I'm that I was before Oh, I'm saying sorry I'll get on my knees You're the next stop on my apology tour Yeah, I'm saying sorry And forgive me I'm not the person Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at OtherSidePodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.
4: I love the Girly Ghost Hunters, it's, it's my favorite program. And the show's not quite over yet. I want to send out a special
1: thanks to our friend Ned, who supported us at a Patreon level where he gets a shout every show. Also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are amazing and you're making this possible in a way that uh, we've always dreamed of. So cheers and cheers to everyone who's listening. Thank you. We will catch you next week.